1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network, Hans and Scotty. And that feels weird talking to this guy on the phone after we hung out with him in studio for a couple segments last week. Kurt Heelan joining us on the Sprint Special Guest Line, as he does once a week throughout the course of the NBA season. Uh, that Sprint Special Guest Line is an opportunity for you to pick up that uh, or to get $100 off that redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit that local Sprint store near you for details. Kurt, how you doing? Hey, Kurt. I'm doing good. I told Lloyd to get me a water and a taco, and, and it just didn't work this time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Unfortunate. Hey, are you uh, you down in Vegas now? Yes, yes, I am actually. I, I just uh, stepped inside. I'm at, the, at a resort with my, my family because they came, so I splurged a little and let them, you know, charge expensive fruity drinks to the room, basically. There you go. Has anybody caught your eye? I mean, really drawn your attention? <laughs> um, it, it's kind of funny because – we were saying earlier, like, everybody we thought, everybody we came to see, and I wrote a whole thing about this, like, Zion, you know, played a half. And outside of R.J. Barrett, only he's the only guy in the top six who's played regularly out of the draft. So it's been a little weird. Um, I would say that the guys who caught my eye so far, uh, you, people who were there in Salt Lake saw Lonnie Walker Jr. from the Spurs. He's, he looks like a second-year guy who got time and, and grew, right? He's owned Summer League when he's wanted to be out there, uh, or when he's been out there, he's, you know, He's basically too good for this level at this point. Um, I'll tell you the guy who jumped off the page, though, and I know you guys probably saw the highlights, Jackson Hayes, the Pelicans. I want to say they took him, was it 8th or 10th, somewhere in there? Whatever that second pick they had was, the uh, 6'11 athletic center out of uh, Texas. That guy's got a world of potential. He just jumps out of the building. I mean, he's got to learn. He's got to get stronger. He's got to do some stuff. But, um, man, he's, uh, he's impressive. Do you ever, like we talk about players who perform well, do you ever worry about players who struggle in summer oh, league, like R.J. Yes. Barrett? Uh, okay, uh, R.J., and I wrote about this this morning, or was it yesterday? I think it all blends together now. Uh, within the last 24 hours. <laughs> like, <laughs> R.J., RJ uh, or any rookie, I'm not too worried about. Like, you know, I was using the example in the story. I was out in Salt Lake last year, and everybody, you know, who was there, Trey Young was started that first game 0 for 10, and he was just dreadful in the two games he played there. I mean, he was genuinely bad. Uh, he turned out okay. <laughs> yeah, the rookies can figure it out. Um, RJ had a better game last night than he had in previous ones, so you know maybe he's starting to figure out what he can and can't do. He muscles his way to the basket a lot, and he's going to have to get a whole lot stronger to do that at the NBA level. He's got to get that jump shot to fall. But but that said, you know, there's time with him. I if I were a Knicks fan, you know, it'd be freaking me out. Kevin Knox does not look good. Like, he just looks okay. And if you're a, just like Lonnie Walker Jr., if you're a second-year guy and you got run, you better come out here and own it. Like, you better look like you, you know, we saw that even with, like, Long, Nas Long and stuff in Salt Lake. Guys who have some NBA experience should be able to play really well at Summer League. Knox looks okay, and that's, that's, that's really concerning. We are watching Tony Bradley in Summer League really closely and hoping yeah. that he can be a contributor for the Utah Jazz. Yeah. Give me some rule of thumb. When you're watching guys in Summer League play, what do you have to see to believe they can be a contributor in the NBA through the regular season? Um, I think the two things that leap out, well, three. Obviously, shooting matters. That's one of the things that just tends to be inconsistent, shooting and finishing. Uh, summer league basketball is million dollar moves and five cent finishes. You know, <laughs> that's a brilliant oh, and he missed it um, yeah. type of thing all the time. So that's some of it. But honestly, you want to see athletic look. The athleticism level will jump 
um, once you get to the NBA. The guys are longer, faster, stronger. So you've got to be able to you've got to see a little of that. But it's also do they find a role? Are they fitting in? It's not just you're, you're not going to be able to dominate unless your unless your name is like you know Westbrook or Donovan Mitchell or something. You can't just dominate the ball and go get buckets at the NBA level. There's only a handful of guys who get that that can do that, right? And what I want to see is can this guy fit in a role? And, and by the way, he seems to like your man seems to like. I think that there's potential there. I don't know how many minutes there are going to be on that deeper roster, but he looks like a guy who could fit in, and, and it's such a great development program in Utah that, that he could come along. Kurt Heelan joining us right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All right, so when you look at uh, Kawhi Leonard, the contract is shorter than what we thought it was going to be. thought it was going to be yep. a longer contract. It's a three-year with a third year being a player option. So essentially it's a two-year contract with Kawhi. It matches up with yep. Paul George. So this run of the Clippers may be actually quite quite a bit shorter than what we were expecting. Possibly. What this really is, though, it's about the money. Both yeah. of those guys in two years hit their 10 years of service. And that means they can jump from, you know, they get the 30% of the cap this year, which means they think their starting salary is $33 million. I'm going to forget the number off the top of my head, 32.7, something like that. Starts there. Once they get to 10 years of service, it jumps to 35% of the cap. And that's a healthy bump. Um, it, it, we don't know what the exact numbers will be two years from now, but it's like five years, 221 type of salary, you know, or if, or if they jump teams for 197 type of thing. So it's really about the money, but it does put some pressure on the Clippers, right? It, it does like, hey, this doesn't work. These guys could just go. If they're not happy in two years, they could leave and go wherever. Um, they will be free agents, but it's mostly for them really just about lining up the money. Westbrook has sure caused a rumble and the, the potential <laughs> movement of Westbrook. Uh, unwrap this for us. What, what's going on here and how is it going to shake out? Yeah, I wish I could tell you that. I mean, he would like to go to Miami, but the problem is, uh, look, again, Miami is completely capped out and hard capped, by the way. Again, they, they, because of the sign and trade with Butler, they are $6 million above the tax. They have a hard, a, the hard tax apron, so they can't <clears> – <throat> $38 million in change, they cannot go above it. So they can't take back more salary. Um, and a lot of the pieces you would want, say Josh Richardson, uh, they just got shipped out so they could get Jimmy Butler. So I don't know quite how they're going to pull that together. This is going to be, whether he, honestly, I've heard, it's a lot of teams who are stuck, right? Stuck in the middle. Um, Detroit comes up. Like, it's a pretty good team. Blake Griffin's really nice. I mean, he played really well last year, but what else have they got? Hey, Russell Westbrook would make them interesting, and why the heck not? Because they're all in on, you know, they're all in on Griffin. Might as well just get expensive. But again, pulling together a trade where guys owed 170 over four years, and uh, I know the last year of that's a player option. Guys, can, can we just say that 46 million dollars and change player option in the fourth year? He, he he's going to take that, right? <laughs> like, yeah. can we just say now? Like, I don't think he's passing up. You know, if Hans would pass up that money, he, 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 he would pass up that money. But but most of us would probably take that cash. Kurt Heelan joining us from NBC Sports and ProBasketballTalk.com. Uh, look, it hurts for Oklahoma City, but, boy, they got a haul uh, yes. of picks. And if they're able to turn something out of Russell yep. Westbrook, could we be looking – you know, it's going to take some time, but is Sam Presti the kind of guy that can turn that around and uh, and turn those into something and get Oklahoma City back on track in the next, uh, you know, few years? He's done it before, right? I mean, this is the guy who – he was the GM before he was in Oklahoma City. He was with Seattle when they drafted Harden and Westbrook and Durant and stuff like 
obviously there's some luck there. I mean, you get the number two pick, and Greg Oden is the clear number one. <laughs> and by the way, I don't care what anybody tries to revisionist history on that. Greg Oden was the clear number one that year. Every team yeah. was going to take him. Yep. Um, um, and that said, like you catch some breaks, but I mean, Harden and Westbrook were considered breaches. At I think you know four, what they think four and five, whatever it was picks so he is fully capable like you said he just got a boatload and that got interesting by the way he did a nice job like the lakers did with the pelicans you're going to stretch these picks out over a few years because maybe in three or four years paul and you know if Kawhi and paul george leave those picks get way more valuable right so i think they put themselves in a really good spot he's a really he's he's got a good eye he's got a good team around him um, I think they're in a, you know, they've got the pieces to jumpstart that thing, but it's going to take some time. And and right now, that fan base seems still, still kind of reeling from the punch to the gut, and I don't totally blame them for that. We see that Golden State, the Golden State Warriors are going to waive Sean Livingston. What kind of landing yeah. spot is he looking for? Oh, that's a good. Uh, he, he would want to go to a contender at this point. I mean, he, at this point, he knows and he, he realizes the market. He's getting the minimum. Um, a event minimum is not bad, and it doesn't count that much against the team's cap. So, um, Lakers, Clippers, Philadelphia, any uh, maybe Milwaukee. I don't know who. I'd have to look at the like at who's got the exact roster space. But I mean, uh, without Malcolm Brogdon in, in um, Milwaukee, they might be they might be open to some more point guards. Um, but I, he's going to go to one of the contenders. Uh, it's just at this point in his career, he's. He's got his money. He's got everything else. He's, you know, he's going to go chase a ring somewhere. And I'll tell you, you're going to be hard pressed, by the way, to find a guy that teams and or people in in teams and um, around teams root for more than than Sean yeah. Livingston. Great guy and such a great story that come back from how long how long and how hard he had to work to come back from that leg injury um, that would have just ended most people. Um, is is a great story. He's a, he's a really good guy. He's a guy everybody wants in their locker room. Is he a guy that would be a decent fit with what the Jazz are building right now? Yeah, actually, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, again, I don't know if I don't know what he's looking for, um, but if again, if you're talking about a contender, Utah is absolutely in the middle of that mix. And um, if they've got, I think it's going to come down to you know who's got the right amount of minutes and the right amount of fit for him and where he feels comfortable. Um, Utah could be that place. I mean, that's a there are point guard minutes, you know, backup point guard minutes that could be comfortable for him. But you know, it's really ultimately what he wants because he's he, the money's going to be the same kind of wherever he goes. Um, and he's kind of past, I don't want to say past the money point, but it's not going to be that dramatically. It's, it's different for him. It's not like there's a twelve million dollar deal sitting out there for him somewhere. So he's going to take the, he's going to take it where he feels most comfortable. Kurt Elin right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Kurt, can't appreciate you or can't thank you enough for all the help and uh, that you've given us throughout the season. And I uh, look forward to catching up with you again it's here very great, soon. It's been a great season, uh, man. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun. And I, like I said, I'm really looking forward to seeing what goes on with Utah next year and, and talking to you guys because it's, it's going to be a wild season in the West and Utah is going to be right in the middle of all of it. Enjoy your summer, Kurt. We appreciate it. I'll stop. Lay. I'm going to try, man. Take care, guys. That's <laughs> oh, tough. I don't know. I think Kurt hung up the phone pretty quick. I think he was like, well, okay, 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 fine. okay, we're done. Yeah. yeah, but it's hard for me. Let's not talk again until November.